0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever you are, and welcome to the 4Play podcast, episode number 11. I'm David Turner, and I will be joined today by my fabulous co-hosts and music brothers, Alan Jones, Darren Parr and Mark Hollywood. In today's show, we're going to each choose four songs, which are duets. If you enjoy the show and the banter, then do head on over to our Facebook group, 4Play podcast, and let us know your thoughts about today's choices and what we have picked. As some of you have asked, we don't get to play any of the songs in the show, but I will include a Spotify link for today's selections in a dedicated playlist. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show.
1: How are we all? Yeah, good, all right.
2: good. Um, I'd say I'm about an hour away from getting pissed, but uh, there you go. <laughs> That's perfect.
0: Oh. oh, crikey. Could get a bit messy then towards the end.
2: Good it. End on a of it. Thursday yeah. night, Whoever, whoever decided Thursday night at 8 o'clock, that was a great move. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here we are. Brilliant. I've got a question for you. Who thinks they know me quite well?
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. You know I, I, I think teams. Well, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Cronenberg. What connection do I have with Cronenberg? You own them. No. <laughs> not even you're close.
2: French. You're half French.
0: Yeah, that's true, but that's not the Alsace. connection. Alsace. Alsace. Alsace, yeah, it's Alsace. And we lived there for, uh, for a few years.
1: Yeah. You drink a lot of it?
0: No, it's when it when it takes my fancy. Uh,
1: let's see. Hold on. Sixteen sixty four. Is it something? Oh it's, it's my birthday. Oh all right.
2: No,
0: no. <laughs> it's I played basketball I played basketball for them, uh, for Cronenberg. Oh,
1: very good. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh,
1: wait, uh, you used you used to play basketball yeah
2: yeah oh. <laughs> I, I I actually played well I played Gaelic football basketball and hurling at uh school le- well no not hurling I played that at a club level uh I played Gaelic football at club and um club and school level right. and basketball as well okay so there you go yeah and I remember That's coming good. out of uh, mm-hmm. A place called anderson's town in belfast um not not <laughs> not the most salubrious or affluent parts of belfast but uh, uh you could say it was rough as fuck. <laughs> and uh, we played this team from from andy town uh at basketball and i remember coming out and we had the uh the tires let down on the bus oh. <laughs> so I had to trundle our way to oh, shit. the nearest the nearest petrol station to get them Blown up again. The good old folk of hardy time. and they were meant to be on our side as well. Our side being.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Nationalists. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Alan. Cronenberg Heineken now, isn't it? What? Cronenberg? Yeah,
1: it Kronenburg.
0: is. Cronenberg. How do you pronounce it, Dave? Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Cronenberg uh, is how you'd say it in French.
1: Cronenberg. Cronenberg.
0: But Cronenberg um, works fine. My father
1: law says
3: Cronenberg.
0: I have no idea why.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've a walrus as well. Walrus, good,
0: good job. Good, 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 good,
3: <laughs> Love that. Oh, yeah, good, nice. Yeah,
1: Come he's famous, us,
3: this, this walrus. I don't give know have I'm just going to get uh, charged
1: charge from a laptop. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's um He rocked up a couple of months ago. Yeah. MB, and he, he basically lives on the lightboat slip.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: was it, that you with Was that you with him, Alan? Hmm? Was that you in the photo? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, he's become quite a celebrity. They're making chocolate bars, tea towels, oh wow, really? t-shirts, you name it. Wally the walrus. Huh. Love it. I've got a, I've got a joke about that. Would you like to hear it? That's an old one, mm-hmm. now on, I think so. So uh. <clears throat>
2: Danny the dolphin, Wally the whale, Ollie the octopus, and uh, Danny. No, it was it was Wally the whale swimming around the ocean, and he comes across um, Ollie the octopus, and he looks at him. He's like, "Ollie, you're looking a bit green. Are you okay?" He says, "Oh, he says, oh, I think I've too much seafood last night. I don't know what happened." To me. He said, uh, "I'm just not feeling great at all." So Ollie said, and he says, hop onto the back there, he said. I'll give you a swim around the ocean. Get some fresh fresh water in through you. You'll be fine in no time. Ollie's like, oh, no, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Wally, Wally the whale says, come on. On you go. Get on. Get on. So Ollie the octopus gets on his back, clambers on his back. There he is, <laughs> swimming around the ocean. Comes across Danny the dolphin. There's a bit of history between Danny and Wally. Wally sees him and says, all right, Danny. Danny's like, all right, Wally. All right, I guess here. What's that on your back? He says, oh, not there.
1: Oh, that's a sex quid I owe you. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, I knew <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> I bloody
0: knew it. I think we better yeah. get on with the show then, haven't we, guys?
1: Looks that way. What are you saying? What are you
2: saying? <laughs> right, let's go for it. Let's live the dream.
0: Okay, let's kick off then episode number 11 we into double figures now. Mother of God. As not advertised originally, we thought we were going to be doing another decade. But um, after a bit of a discussion, we decided we would not be doing decades anymore. So uh, this episode, we're doing duets, and we will be doing randomly chosen years going forwards. Um, and we'll pick, pick some years and do either albums or singles, as is our want. Kicking off duets, today's order's going to be Darren, Alan, and Mark.
3: Got them last. Okay, I was dreading going first
0: today. <laughs> uh, the...
2: Never a good idea to record <laughs> a podcast at half past eight on a Thursday night. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Darren, fresh, you... in
2: my, fresh in from my 10-mile run. <laughs>
0: Darren, you okay. get to pick your duet first.
3: Okay, then. So... Well, I've started us off, actually, tonight with um, a bit of a a weird and wonderful collaboration. Um, I'm hoping that at least one of you know it. Maybe all of you will. We'll find out. Um, It's a song that actually got a really positive reaction from critics. Um, I personally find it extremely atmospheric. I think the production on the track is fantastic for what was probably not a particularly high-budget song back in the day. Um, it's a song from 1996 uh, originally written it's actually the band's most successful single top 20 in the UK but did really well in Norway and Australia Uh, why Norway I'm not quite sure but that'll probably come to light but the guy is Australian and also the female vocalist on the track as well so it's Nick Cave from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and Kylie Minogue so, total departure, total diversion for um, the diminu- diminutive little pop star at the time, but it's Where the Wild Roses Grow. Um, it's a song that, I mean, I wasn't, I, was, I guess I'm a Kylie fan now, I would say, but I, I wasn't really back in the day. And Nick Cave's grown on me since over the years, so, but I think this is where they both kind of really came to my attention. Um, obviously, we all knew Kylie, but it's where Nick Cave came to my attention, and the song's just absolutely brilliant. Um, and Nick Cave described the song in 2007 and said he wrote the song very much with Kylie in mind to sing with him because he'd had um, <laughs> a quiet obsession with her. I'm not quite sure what that means, but maybe we've all, we've probably all had a quiet obsession with Kylie <laughs> at some point. Um, but the song, it was part of an album called The Murder Ballads. The song itself is about... Um, Kylie or Eliza Day as she's playing was murdered and it's about uh, Nick Cave taking her down by the river where the wild roses grow and dumping her in a river and it was from a song called Murder Ballads um and every single song on our album was about a different murder and it's actually it's a really compelling album if you ever get the chance to hear it mm. so I would have a listen to that um and um, and Nick Cave apparently said that um there was legions and legions of Kylie fans all going out and buying this album, and they didn't quite get what they bargained for. But <laughs> was, the rest of the album is very different to the song. But yeah, Where the Wild Roses Grow is my first choice. Do you guys know it? Yeah,
2: I yeah, it yeah. yeah, I know it well. It, it's, it's interesting that he had a, an obsession with her and then wrote a song about dumping a woman's body in a river. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised that Kelly, Kylie took him up on that. But <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a great song and um you know, unlikely duets and the first came that came to mind and it's not actually my, any of my four, uh, Alison Krauss and Robert Plant, you think the most unlikely combination. Yeah. Nick Nick Cave and Kylie are, are uh,
0: yeah.
2: in, in that uh you know the category. In that bucket as well, category as
0: well, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, just unexpected but really worked yeah yeah loved it and uh, the video yeah. itself as well was quite dark yeah the vi- yeah very very moody and atmospheric and mm-hmm. there's a, if you can see that guys not everybody all right. listening obviously, all right yeah but that's kylie dead in a river and it's just you can see that's shots from a video really moody wow. uh, it was based on an original um original traditional song called down in the willow garden so it wasn't all from the mind of nick cave it was based on original stories and he adapted it rewrote it yeah and there's another couple of songs on the cd actually on the, i've got this on cd not vinyl but the ballad of robert moore and betty coltrane and the willow garden so he's put those two tracks on there as well
1: yeah i first knew about nick cave he he had a band called the birthday party yeah and if you, anybody remembers them um i went to see them down the rock garden once uh in um in Holborn um Covent Garden really mm. and um I think I've got feeling I've got feeling I can't remember, I'm pretty sure I, I saw them they were the support band for Bauhaus oh yeah at the Rock Garden Garden it's only only a very small um place it's more like a, a largest pub really yeah um so yeah he's always been a bit um uh Bit uh, sort of uh, avant-garde, isn't he? And yeah, um,
3: very alternative.
1: Yeah, difficult to um difficult to take to sometimes because I know some of his like his, his recent albums have been very well revered. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I know that back in at that sort of time, I think uh, Kylie was going through a bit of a rebellion herself in her own. She wasn't quite aware sure she wanted to be because um, mm-hmm. she was had uh, got uh, involved with uh, Mick Hutchins. Yeah, Michael Hutchins. Yeah, yeah. Michael Hutchins, and um, yeah. she was—I can't remember the exact dates now, but uh, I can't remember if it was before or after. But shortly before Princess Diana died, she was just about to bring out um, like a, an indie type album called Impossible Princess, yeah. and um, she delayed it. That was, a bit, so, was that, that would have been more August '97 yeah oh she God. delayed it so she yeah. through, i mean 96 she said this was, wasn't it
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah so she was going through mm. that era not you know maybe she was being advised to maybe go in a different direction to a, you know, previous pop
3: yeah, yeah. well she was yeah, yeah she was with michael hutchins at the time and apparently yeah. um, michael hutchins said to her my friend nick wants to do a song with you yeah uh, she didn't know who he was and just said oh that's nice <laughs> 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 and then it happened <laughs> yeah yeah
1: no, but Kylie Minogue's lovely, and so is her sister.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've probably told you about the time I met Kylie, have I? Uh, no, no. I mention that. Maybe I was on a really early podcast, but I bumped into her at Reading Festival. Um, a yeah. mate of mine called Simon Messenger, uh, he's one of our listeners now in Australia. He happened yeah. to have his camera on him, but he said to me, he said, That's Kylie Minogue there, just standing by an ice cream van. I said, Nah. Yeah. Can't be Kylie. I said, I'll get a photo anyway. Like, because yeah. she looked better. Like and I went over and had a photo with her and it was Kylie. And she was really nice. Yeah. I got a photo of me sort of very out of it uh, as I normally was at festivals with my Exodus City shirt on with Kylie on beside
2: me. I would, I wouldn't say her favourite Zanella, anyway. But...
1: Mm. <laughs> no, she's is, she is very nice. My, my daughter did right. some work on um, Breakfast TV a few years ago. And uh, she had to do some research uh, for Kylie, and she pulled out this—I can't remember the exact question—but she said, "Oh, that's a very interesting question, pulled Where did that one come from?" Of course, it was Charlotte, and yeah, uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah. so yeah, yeah. I dropped her off at the station about twenty past five, Luton Station. Twenty past seven, there she was, sort of being pointed out in the, um, you know, in in the in the studio by Kylie Minogue
3: oh brilliant
1: brilliant yeah i'll have to take a photo out for the front of this podcast mate. that's a good choice that yeah cheers
0: david you uh did that one then i'm not not familiar with with it at all no no um i did see nick cave back in the 80s i think we talked about it before alan um Mm. i've seen it around the same time at the time I can't remember if they were supporting the band or went see Fashion or if it was the other way round. No. Yeah, but that would have been about eighty five, eighty six, eighty five, something like that. I don't know. No, I thought it was a
1: bit earlier than that. Uh, it might. It might actually. Yeah, because yeah. I would have been seeing, I would have been living in London then. I would have been definitely living in Bayswater. Right. Um the um,
0: but uh, I don't know this one, yeah. and I will. Actually, I like the sound of the the album. Um, yeah. If there's a if there's a interesting duet on there, which it sounds like there is, then then all the better. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think I, I think David, w- w- if if you heard it, you'd you'd say, oh yeah, I have heard it.
0: You know yeah. what? I'm 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 sure it it kind of yeah. rings a bit of a bell. I'm just waiting yeah, for the thanks. new Nick Cave album to come out because someone's bought it for me for a birthday present.
3: Oh, very nice. Oh, right. When's that due, there?
0: Maybe it's the end of this month, actually, or is it June?
3: Okay, um,
2: you're talking about spend? come on. Mark. Yeah, uh, uh, no, no. I, I think great, great, choice again because I think kylie's very underestimated. Um, yeah. huge, huge talent. I know, I know she came out of that um big, big barrel of stock. Eight kind and of Waterman, you know Rick Astley and what have you, and um, we thought that pop was dead at that stage. kylie as you said she she reinvented herself into something incredible yeah. and uh
1: yeah huge talent huge talent yeah uh, so she went, through a, yeah, she went yeah. through a really uh battle with cancer didn't she she did she had breast cancer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. she's actually very very collectible yes um, she is. she's yeah. got a massive um gay following mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. sainsbury's have released about three or four of their albums, and I've uh, picked them up every time. And I don't think I've opened them yet. They're in yeah. the one of in the two hundred upstairs. But there's one of them. I can't remember which one my ones, and it is now. Um, but you look on eBay, and, and and they're not buy it now. They are people bidding. You know, upwards mm-hmm. and over
3: for hundred quid, two hundred quid. And it was yeah, actually, a very one, wasn't it the Giorgio Moroder one on record store day Wednesday.
1: that's right yeah you got that didn't you yeah 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 I, I did pack that up afterwards yeah mm. no
3: she's uh very, yeah
0: excellent cool. well good,
1: good opener
3: thank you very much guys nice one
0: nice uh, one who's next Alan you're up
3: oh well
1: right from one where maybe not like a lot, lot of people know to one that we all know um And um, you may be surprised to know who actually wrote it. It was written by Anne Orson and Carte Blanche. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a record which was released on the 21st of June 1976 on the Rocket Record label. Uh, A song sung by Reginald Dwight and Pauline Matthews, (laughs) otherwise known as Elton John and Kiki D., don't go breaking your heart, my heart. Yeah. Um, Is one of those. And when I, when I tried to come up with with duets, I, I was—I must admit—I was—I was quite struggling because I was struggling because a lot of um, duets tend to be soppy love songs. Yeah. And uh, okay, they're, yeah, they're, they're all they're 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 good in their own way, but you know, and they're very very popular. Uh, and you know sold millions you know lots but for me it wasn't something that i would maybe want to champion but elton john um as uh, i've said previously has always been uh one that i followed right from the beginning and uh this one was 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 really is actually his first ever number one and um you know it was I think, that from what I've read, it was written in five minutes. <laughs> uh, Bernie chucked together a few uh, a few lyrics, and Elton had the uh, had the um, the music. But it was actually written with Dusty Springfield in mind, rather than Kiki Dee. Um, but, but sadly, um, at the time, she was uh, suffering from bad health so it wasn't going to be really appropriate with dusty but if you think about it you could actually you know see uh, you know see them together singing and, and probably would be the same effect but i can picture the video now with the um with the elton's there and they both got dungarees on it looks like an episode of um what can it's i say beverly beverly hillbillies not, yeah not that or maybe you know Bungle what do they call that um what was Bungle on George Zippy rainbow yeah. rainbow <laughs> rainbow <laughs> you know it yeah. could have been something like that <laughs> uh, but yeah they they actually wrote it under the pseudonym so Anne Orson is Elton John oh. and carte blanche is Bernie Torpid all right um oh. and uh yeah, I, I'm. To be honest, I was convinced it was on the album Blue Moves, and yeah. it isn't. Right. Uh, but I've definitely got the single upstairs, under the bed. And uh, one interesting thing, uh, other thing I found about it, I mean, it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very simple happy love song, really. Um, and it was very, very popular. You know, got to number one, as I said. Mm. And shortly after that. Um, Kiki D uh, supported Queen right. in Hyde Park later that year, wow. in front of 150,000 people. So it says, I haven't counted them, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's one of those. And, free, con- um, free concert as well. Was it? It was a free concert. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those, uh, I can see the single now. It's got the got lovely blue, sorry, the lovely green and blue rocket, uh, record label on and, um, yeah. Yeah, one of probably maybe one of the first um singles I would have bought myself. I yeah, think. I've got I've,
2: I've got um visions now of
1: rod and Freddie and Zippy singing
2: Don't <laughs> go Breaking My Heart. <laughs> oh
1: Jeffrey going, oh, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He he ended up stacking shelves. I like think at Sainsbury's or Safeway's or something like that.
2: Yeah, uh, no, great choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great choice. And and it's actually when when we decided on duets, it was one of the one of the ones that came straight to mind. And um, yeah, I thought no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I did. And <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, fair play to you. I'm, I'm really glad you chose that one.
3: I reckon it was probably on all of our short lists,
1: not it? Yeah. yeah. online, but Well, I thought it's a classic one. We've got, you know, it's a classic one.
3: Yeah. T- you
2: yeah.
1: think of it. And there are some classics and there's some classics yeah. that I care not to remember.
2: Yeah, it's but. it's it's like it's a song when you hear. You you, you, you cannot you can't not not sing sing it. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you have to you have to join in and start singing it.
3: But actually, nobody knows
2: it. it. Nobody
3: <laughs> knows it. <laughs> I saw her perform it live last. I think it was last year or year before. Actually, probably yeah. a year before, just before COVID. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, in Topsham in sunny Devon. Oh, I've been there. Uh, yeah. yeah. instead of 150,000 people, I, me and my mum went, and there was about 100 people in a Topsham village hall, and yeah. she was brilliant.
1: Now you wind round the river, and you top, yeah, I've been to yeah, Topsham, that's right, yeah.
3: Yeah, she did a signing afterwards and we had a chat and she was lovely but she said yeah. everything about that song that you said alan how it was originally yeah. for dusty and yeah and she, was lovely <laughs> to get it. and she put it down as really launching her career in a big way yeah,
2: yeah indeed
3: yeah. yeah Did indeed yeah so big I think, playing top well i think i think that's why elton john chose kiki
2: d as well she was an unknown obviously dusty she was she had ill health and um dusty was massive um and uh I, th- I think he deliberately chose kiki d to um you know he-, he knew how powerful a voice she had and how it's it, it perfectly uh lent into the song
1: yeah yeah
2: and uh and that's why you know he he, he gave her that chance he's always done he, i mean he's done that even even now well he must be hitting 70 or whatever he's he's always given he's, he's always
1: kept up i mean he was on the brit awards the other night Oh, he was brilliant wasn't he the yeah. year, yeah that was the best part of the show yeah <laughs> and he had a you know
2: a duet with blue i think it was blue and uh yeah he's he's always kept kept up with um the modern stuff uh he was a big fan of pl- he's a big fan of plan b as well oh, yeah so yeah fair play he doesn't stick in the
1: 60s 70s and 80s like the rest of us that's and, the, and to be honest he's a bigger bigger record buyer than us for put together always oh, has yeah, been so.
0: he used to yeah, buy everything so. that came out didn't he I, I don't know how when he started but he literally had ordered everything that came out to put into yeah. his his own personal library
3: I hope he's got a big enough house because we haven't
1: well he's got <laughs> enough he's got he's got enough furniture isn't he, David and he,
3: he don't he, don't he
1: oh
0: that that's not gonna cut it, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Help money's furniture.
0: Sorry. J- just to before we, we move on, I don't know about you Alan, but I always thought if you listen to his singing voice in that, it's the same voice he uses as for Philadelphia Freedom.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: And yeah. they're only a year yeah. apart, so I don't know how close they were actually recorded. So it's as you said, if they just sort of banged it together fairly quickly, it would have been very easy yeah, for him just to slip into that. Yeah.
1: He went through a period. I forget what the other single was, um, but there were. He went through a period where he released singles, right? Um, you know, you know, Philadelphia Freedom was. It's not an album, as far as I know. All right, um, and this one as well. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. nice. Another Very great
3: good. choice.
0: Another great choice. Here Glad we go. <laughs> um, and just to say, I've had a look at the names of the songs we got on here. I don't think we've got many soppy ones, if any oh, wow. if any at all. I'm probably,
3: I'm probably guilty for that, if I don't think, but... Yeah, uh, ish, well... Ish, only a, yeah, a
0: little
3: bit.
0: Mark, on oh, with you.
3: Oh, OK. Here we are. Is it,
2: is it me? It is, you. it is you. Right. So um, I, I, I kind of beg the differ there with David. Uh, it's really I disagree with you. I've looked at all four of my choices, and to a greater or lesser extent, they are quite mushy. The first is a song that was actually written by the Bee Gees as an R&B song. Um, Morris Gibb appeared on the BBC Breakfast program in 2009. Yeah, I remember it well and explained that it was actually originally written for Marvin Gaye But it was recorded instead as a duet by uh, two folk, hugely famous. It was only ever, believe it or not, their second ever number one. Uh, The Chap, it was his second number one after a song called Lady in 1980. And the lassie's song was nine to five. And it is, of course, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Islands in the Stream. Sure. Um, yeah, I just love this song. I love it. I defy anyone to say otherwise. Uh, the title came from a Hemingway novel, I believe, uh, from from 1970 or something, oh. and um, it would be another 17 years after the release of this song, before another country song called Amazed by Lone Star reached the summit of the Hot 100. Uh, I, th- I think the song. I think it came out in nineteen eighty three, August of nineteen eighty three. I remember it as clear as day. I was ten years old back then. Thought it was cheesy as heck. Every time I saw it on the TV, I thought, "Well, here we go again." But uh, as as the years have gone by, I've i appreciated not only the song but the artists artist more and more day by day. Um, so Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton is in it as as my first um can anyone guess which song it knocked off the the number one on the billboard chart
0: remind us the year again
2: 1983. Uh, and uh, it not so we're talking the us charts which song it knocked off US the billboard chart. top oh, um, really, who's then? i'll give
1: He's, you a clue i'll give you a clue i'll give you a clue she was welch bonnie tyler yeah Ah, what, lost in France,
0: so total, total eclipse of the
2: heart. Total eclipse of the heart. Ah. Yeah, knocked it off the number one spot. Ah, Okay. Ah. So, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and I think I think Dolly, she's she's up there with Kylie as another gay icon, I believe. Um, and, K- and Kenny Rogers, like, it's, it's, if you listen to his back catalogue, uh, one of those great songs is I just dropped in. To see what my condition my condition that was in.
1: Yeah. Which is in the Big Lebowski. Yeah
2: in the right. Big Lebowski, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't believe he signed that when I when I first realized it was him. But huge talent, uh, I believe no longer with us. Um it passed away.
3: Last couple of years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I saw him in Glasgow a few years back so it would have been about 3-4 years before he, he passed away right. and he actually spoke through most of it because he just wasn't he was just raking in the money for his name and he'd yeah. sing a couple of songs he must have sung about 5 songs in the whole hour and the rest was just banter but it was good banter you know. Brilliant. it was worth it he yeah. sang well, The, Coward, like, of the county. Sing Coward of the Couch The Gambler Oh, it's good. It's, he's, got a, he's got a list as long as you're yeah.
3: did he have anything to do with Barry Islands in the string <laughs> remember that the comic oh. relief one wasn't it the
1: Welsh Connection
3: oh yeah. that was that was Rob Braden and somebody yeah, else wasn't,
1: yeah. it? Ruth Jones, wasn't it yeah
3: Ruth Jones
1: yeah <laughs> that was no, that was good yeah that was good
3: fun
1: that one very funny that was yeah
3: yeah Rob Braden's good definitely
1: not he they've dropped a hint that they might they might be doing another 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 episode Rob Bryden the other day yeah oh
3: because they did one a couple of christmases back didn't they
1: and i thought i might be
3: yeah yeah they did yeah yeah oh that'd be good yeah cool yeah brilliant
0: choice i'm sure i'd recognize it it'll go onto our playlist and like all of our playlists that when when i listen back to them they're all great they're all fantastic so do,
1: do, do you remember it, David? I Are don't... you shutting me? What, Island's in the Stream, you're honestly...
0: Eh?
3: You don't know <laughs> I didn't say they I don't know, I just don't remember for... it. David, you do. Okay. Oh, he okay. said okay. sexting. You need to sing it for
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said sexting,
2: that's it. He's, he's, he's uh, <laughs> on the left.
0: It's more <laughs> that the hard drive <laughs> can't hold any more information now. Come
3: so. yeah. away with me.
0: If I say yes, will you stop?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, great song, Mark, great song. <laughs> you can tell we're doing this in the evening. <laughs> it's
0: a different energy level, I tell you.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to start then with my first one. Um, sung in three different languages, English, French.
2: Oh, if this is by, if this is by some Belgian what we've never heard of, Forget
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't know it, would you? So, English, French, no, and really Wolof.
1: Pretty good.
0: It's, it's, uh yeah, sorry. So it's sung by, it's a duet by a man and a woman. Um, the guy sings in English, French, and Wolof. Um, it is Naina Cherry and Yusa Endor. Oh, what? So, seven seconds.
2: That was, that was, that was was knocked out of my top four, narrowly. Great choice. right. Great choice.
0: I tell you. um,
2: You've redeemed redeemed yourself. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Um, It's quite interesting because this came out in 94 and the song's actually uh, about the first seven seconds of a child's life. And how positive it is that they don't know any problems, they don't know about violence in the world, all is good. And uh, our firstborn, Rebecca, uh, just being born the year before. More than that, it was just before we left France, and I don't know if everyone knows, or many people know this, but in France they have a sort of a restriction about the number of English songs they have on their radios. So they try and protect the French language by... And I can't remember, so it's like 60% of the records. Excuse me. There's a quota that had to be sung in, in French. Um, so it's it's a limited amount of playtime then for any English-speaking songs. So probably this one got in because it had French as part of it. Not only that, whilst it was a big hit in in 94 and it got to, to number three in most European countries, sold well around. It was actually number one in France for 16 consecutive weeks. So I think that by the time we left, it was still number one in there. Uh, look, great song. Um, I didn't really know Nana Cherry before that. I did know <coughs> Yusuf Indore, excuse me, from um, obviously his uh, tour with Amnesty International and uh, and the songs he did, he he sung on Biko, I think, with Peter Gabriel, yeah. and also yeah. "Shaking the Tree," uh, so yeah. so so that I loved. Naina Cherry, I didn't really know; I'd forgotten that she was Swedish as well. So, and, and she'd she actually played in a number of bands, including the Slits and Rip Rig and Panic, which was an education to me. Uh, and I think she rightly said at the time when they when they produced a song she didn't know was going to be that big. It said it outdid anything they could have dreamt of. Obviously, you know musicians produce songs, they release them. You don't know if it's going to be a hit or a miss, but even less so whether it's going to be a major hit, especially when you haven't had that kind of uh, results before. So great for them. Great tune. And I've been playing it all this week since we started and I'm thoroughly enjoying it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic choice. And uh, I'm I'm not surprised that you don't know Buffalo Stance.
3: Yeah, Manchild. Manchild. Buffalo
2: man Buffalo Buffalo Stance was our first hit. Yeah. Okay. But um, this this was quite a surprise. I, I remember Nina Cherry coming out and, and she's Marmite, you know. Um. And then and then she had this duet with youson and Dor, mm. and it was so um, mature. I mean, mm. okay, Buffalo Stance and Manchild have i've got deep meaning behind it but th- this particular song really cuts you know right through the shape it, it it really does um it's it's pertinent to this day even even when it's even when it's one and when a child is born into the world it has no concept of the tone of the skin it's living in mm. powerful stuff four lines that just uh blow you away this was uh this was a choice of mine squeezed out into fifth sixth place but uh
1: okay
2: I was really impressed when Ian Cherry taking this one on with uh you and, Indoor. and uh, I loved it when I came out so what what year was it uh 94 94. Right? 94. yeah, I think yeah. It's on CD I think I've probably still got that somewhere knocking around. is
0: it on
3: the album is it like is it on I,
1: the, I the think first
0: it's, album it's on a user indoors album isn't it
1: mm-hmm. uh, so.
0: I think that's how it ends up on there, um, Mark. In answer to your question, so while we whilst we were living in France, we had a it's kind of a musical bubble. We didn't really get to hear very much, um, apart from the occasional Q magazine. I managed to pick up to, to to find out which bands were the big thing. And I remember walking into the Fnac in Strasbourg, and one time I think there was what was two. There was Pulp and another band. Has a couple of bands, and I didn't recognise any of the bands. And it's like, okay, I, I better listen to uh, buy these just so I get to know what, what's happening back in the UK.
1: Uh,
2: I do, I do remember when um, I was lucky enough to oh, to, to go to uni at, at, in Grenoble right. in ninety seven. I can mention this before, but I listened to a lot of uh, was it Francis Cabrel?
0: Yeah, Francis That's Cabrel. Yeah, right. I've got a couple of his albums. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I was I was taken by him and, that, and that's when I found out that the uh the French rightly so have got a, a quota yeah on, on the airwaves of um you know how many English versus French speaking yeah songs they play great idea yeah that it good? encourages you know the, the French music industry yeah
0: and, and so that's
2: why that's why the likes of Ireland got knocked out in the semi final of the Eurovision <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. What the actual.
0: For yeah. everyone watching in colour, oh, Alan is showing a autographed album oh, by Naina oh, Cherry.
1: Yeah, this was out, I think this came out last year, re release. Oh, I missed that one.
3: That's nice. Um, a nice gold vinyl. Okay, nice. Yeah. I've got a quiz for you. I know we all like a quiz. So, uh-huh. does anyone know what name of Cherry's um current link is with the charts?
1: Yeah, her da- daughter is, not it? It's in... Yeah, yeah, Mabel.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Our, is her brother Eagle Eye?
3: I think it was her brother, wasn't it? Eagle Eye yeah, Cherry. save
1: tonight, wasn't it?
3: Was save saved
1: tonight. Saved tonight. Yeah. That, was Very... wow. that was a tune. was eh? a I thought his. I thought his brother's name was A.
0: What? <laughs> moving on, moving on.
1: Cherry 8. on.
3: I was thinking of A Cherry, I'm like, that worked. Thank see. I see for up. Jones. Yeah. Um, moving on
0: soon. to round two.
3: Right, we back to me. Yep. Thanks, it's only round two. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're talking too much. Okay, so I've gone for uh, a song that was released in 1994. Uh, But originally, I didn't realise this, this could have easily gone into the cover version show we did. Uh, Originally released in 1968 by the female singer Timmy Euro as the title track for a film called Timmy Euro, which I've never heard of. I haven't got a clue what that was. Uh, But it was a duet with um, a guy that I used to like a lot more than I like now, but I'm still a big fan of his music. It was Morrissey and Susie Sue of Susie and the Banshees fame. And uh, the song is called Interlude. Uh, again, like the last one, it's, it's completely atmospheric. It's such a brilliant feeling. And you just you can lose yourself in it, sit back and relax. Um, it was recorded when he was recording for the Morrissey album, Vox All and I, and his close companion and guitarist, Boz Bora, produced it. Um, they have since recording it, many years ago, they did fall out. They fell out over the video, and, well, obviously, as we know, Morrissey is um, adept at falling out with people. Uh, but it was actually, one of a time, Morrissey's best solo single and Susie's best solo single. Um, it was it kind of relaunched Morrissey's career, really, because Hold On To Your Friends is single before that, peaked at number 47, whereas this, I think, got into the top 20 or very close. Uh, it's got one of those iconic Morrissey covers as well. It was actually um a photographer called roger i can't remember his name no. roger dean no. roger, roger maine sorry no it's roger, roger maine Main. and it's roger maine for five years went to the same street southern street here in, in that camera it might be manchester and took thousands and, thousands and thousands of photos of families in this one street and it's one of those it's called girl living in southern street and that's the iconic cover as morrissey's so good at but interlude if you guys don't know it um have a listen. if you do i'm sure you'll appreciate
1: it already yeah i bought it at the time on a cd single i think yeah in fact it was one of the ones i was trying to think did they i wasn't convinced no i'm I'm only convinced now because you've said it i wasn't i sort of convinced myself that 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 actually didn't happen and (laughs) i was thinking of something else well the song and then it went out of my mind i thought i'm sure morrissey did something with susie yeah and i just could i i forgot to google it and then it went out of my mind
3: okay and yeah
1: that was one i was i was gonna be th- i was thinking of yeah there you go yeah
3: yeah it is one of those if you don't hear it for a couple of decades <laughs> if yeah yeah but when you if you play it again alan this weekend you're you'll love it yeah it's upstairs it again uh,
1: my cd store. Well, most of my cd singles are in the loft yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah good song
3: spotify
0: um darren because because you picked it and I, I've, I've given it a listen i'd completely forgotten about this but it is uh, is a great song isn't it just brilliant and yeah on paper i'm not sure i would have thought that their two voices go together
3: no no you wouldn't they're talking cheese really aren't they in their yeah. early careers you know it's yeah but then nick cave and Kylie, same sort of thing i guess yeah mm-hmm. i did i i wrestled with myself really because i I mean, they're not similar songs, particularly, but I was thinking, oh, can I really put both of these in? Oh, and they seem yeah, to be similar to me, but no. when I thought about it, actually, they're not. They're, they're, they've they got their own identity, so I, I went with it. At the expense of some big duets. <laughs> I've left quite a few big ones out, but I had to put yeah. these two in. They meant so much to me back in the day and still do, so that's why they're in there.
1: No, I think it's good to... Uh give uh, other duets an, an airing you know, as we said you know this is one i couldn't quite get my remember by right uh, so it's good to um you know to you know give some other duets the an airing so to speak
3: yeah yeah, yeah definitely because yeah, mm. it wasn't particularly big big duets was it it was songs that duets that mean something to us or they could be yeah. big ones or they could be popular ones. it didn't really yeah. matter so that's why i went for them yeah that's good. I have to yeah. say, I, <clears throat>
2: I don't know this one, but I'm I'm going to give it as as always. I'm going to give it a listen to.
3: I'm surprised at that, Mark. I thought it's one you would have known. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you know it's 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 a bit like uh, the other week when you said uh, you know Northampton Town and um,
0: cobblers,
2: cobblers, cobblers, yeah, Chelsea and all the rest of it. And then when I heard it, oh right
1: uh,
3: I, I realized. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I have Ontario heard that
1: Ford. before. Liquidator,
3: liquidator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me as well. I think if you mm. listen to infallible market, or something in your head will go. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Southern Street is
2: in London.
3: Oh, is it? I well oh, so. well I wasn't sure it was Manchester. Mm. Yeah. Kensington or something. Yeah, yeah show. that
2: could
3: say that would make sense as well, wouldn't it?
2: it's mm. Yeah, but he's, he was a Salford boy, wasn't he? Yeah. Morrissey and the Smiths. Yeah. They were all from, because
3: you had the, yeah. Um,
1: the, Lads Club.
2: Yeah. Salford
3: yeah. Lads Club yeah. in the front of the, you the, the I've done that. I've, I've headed to Salford in Manchester and I've done the Lads Club. I went to the Iron <laughs> Bridge, from under the Iron Bridge we kissed. I went to his original house, I have a little nosy. Yeah. So yeah, I've done all
2: that, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm definitely going to give that a lesson too. I'm intrigued. I have to say, I'm intrigued by Morrissey. I've never been a massive fan. Just like I get into the Smiths, probably in my 30s, and, and really began to appreciate them in my 30s. But uh, yeah, didn't 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 get them when I was in my teens, 20s. Um. So yeah, Morris Morrissey's a slow burner on me as well. But I'll I'll, I'll give this one a listen too.
3: Yeah, he's a controversial guy, especially even more so these days, isn't he? Yeah. Not, not everybody's Cup of Tea in fact he's, I think he's he's lost a lot of fans I think not necessarily fans of his music but fans of him
0: I think he's alienated a lot he
3: has yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely well understandably but I would still if he released a new album I'd still buy it it doesn't mean I agree with everything he says or everything he does but you can, I think you can you need to separate that from the music and enjoy the music
2: yeah that's, that's yeah it's due to my towards Van Morrison, right now, that I didn't choose Cliff Richard and Van Morrison for When God Shines His Light oh. as a duet. Oh. No, I'm bullshitting. <laughs> that's completely that's I don't one even of think... the worst duets I've ever heard in my life.
3: Is <laughs> that a I don't even think I've heard it. Okay. Have you not? Well,
2: I, don't think, no. I tell you, Dave, David, you should stick that one on the, uh, the SoundCloud
0: no, just for the hell of it. I'll, I'll think about it.
1: Uh, i think Morrison was the last person I saw in concert. Well, the last band or the last live performance whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it wow and he was excellent he was yeah, really yeah. he was really excellent just before lockdown oh uh, yeah, yeah he's got a superb back catalog
3: yeah i've seen him and a few times but i was too just just too young to see the Smiths live yeah name, which i would have loved to see.
1: Yeah. he's got uh he's just got a, a way about him just the way he performs his persona He's he's very, in the live stage shows, he always has a lot of projections going on in the back. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of it is where you actually find out what the song he's talking about is actually about, just from the visuals on the screen, you know, very clever.
3: Oh, when he does his Murder, that's really powerful, Mm. isn't it? Yeah, Yeah.
1: that
3: is is
1: a strong one. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
0: Alan no, you've I got the microphone Michael. you're doing your second choice
1: right then okay um, well funny enough this one uh, was actually recorded at Elstree Studios um, in September 1977 and uh, it's been forward about 23 years and I was actually working in the offices uh, opposite Elstree Studios um, when I worked for uh, Uh, one of the regional offices when I worked for the bank and um, uh, yes Elstree Studio is very famous for films and TV specials and uh, this was actually recorded for a TV special this song Um, it was going to be released uh, for a Christmas special and uh, so it was recorded in September and um, it was uh, a duet by uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie uh, called <laughs> Peace on Earth uh, slash Little Drummer Boy. Shortlist. Not slash on Little Drummer Boy, but just slash <laughs> Little Drummer Boy.
3: Nice.
1: Um, and um, sadly, um, uh, Bing actually passed away in the October, just uh, like a month or so after recording it, recording it. Um, is written by a whole host of people. Ian Fraser, Larry Grossman, Alan Kogan, Harry Simone, Kiki Davis, and Henry Honorati, and Uncle Todd Cobbley and all. <laughs> and the reason for that is, and I didn't realise this myself, I thought these were two traditional songs. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're not. The little drummer, because the the actual song is is almost spoken. It's not really. It's there. There is there is a little bit of music in the background and some drumming, uh, you know, drummer boys, and um, but it's it's almost sort of like sung, uh, spoken, especially from Bing's sort of point of view, and um, so. The Little Drummer Boy part is sung by Bryn Crosby, and then Bowie sings the Peace on Earth part. Mm. Um, well, the Little Drummer Boy is a traditional song, and he actually um, performed that way back in 1941. But the Peace on Earth was specially written for that collaboration, specially written for that TV special. Oh, wow. Yeah. And... Um, but it goes together so well um and you know of course you see it on tv or you're on the radio every every christmas time and i play it every year i've got the uh, got the you know that's a 12-inch single for oh, people watching it at home in black and white holding wow it. that's an original,
3: original copy of that is it? That? that's
1: an original copy yeah from, oh, that's I mean, impressive was that, <laughs> but
3: this is yeah
1: it no. was released in. Although it was recorded in September '77, it wasn't actually recorded as a single. It hasn't wasn't released as a single until November '82 on the RCA uh, record label. Ah, okay. And, um, so it's a big picture there, and big um, the picture label. So it's a twelve-inch single, um, and it's got some Bowie tracks on on the B-side. Oh, was that? And funnily enough, it's actually got. A picture of my engagement present that I got for my wife when I <laughs> got engaged. I bought her a ring and she bought me a Bowie, a uh, uh, Tendix, Tendix, picture dick set. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, which i still got upstairs. Nice. But, um, yeah, so I didn't know that, that it was two separate songs. But I knew it was two separate songs, but I didn't realise it was written specially for that, you know, piece of... Uh, you know recording that, show, no, and, I
3: didn't
1: know that yeah i mean it's gone on to be one of the most successful duets in christmas music history it must be yeah. know, maybe, aside they're, from
3: they're the folks st- they're standing beside a
1: piano aren't
3: they in video, yeah
1: that's yeah. right yeah and you can actually see from maybe from the picture if i showed it a bit closer you can yeah you, you yeah. can almost see the yeah, piano in front of them yeah
3: yeah so that's Bing Crosby died then just after that
1: in 77 just after it was recorded yeah oh, I can't believe it but, um, but it's, um, uh, um okay this is this is another classic duet I don't think it's you couldn't put that into a soppy one but um you know you I think you just listen to that at Christmas time and it starts to put you in a bit of a good Christmas food, I always think, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, reminds you of times gone by,
3: yeah, it's a, a, a bad thing, yeah, it made it into my top six that one now as well. It nearly sneaks in, yeah, well, it wouldn't have done because you locked your choices in before me, but <laughs> 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 it nearly well, it. I tried to
1: put all past, uh, a, a lot past the gatekeeper, uh, <laughs> one was already chosen, yeah. And he, and uh, I can convince myself, I couldn't have the simple minds and the stranglers because oh, yeah. they were two groups. Okay. Thinking, uh, get a grip on yourself. And also, um, <laughs> France Ferdinand, uh, Sparks, FFS. is another merging of two groups. So yeah. I, I thought I was. I wasn't being true yeah. to
3: the. Uh, yeah, I struggled about. My next one was borderline. I think I've got away with it.
2: I think, yeah. I mean, you, you reminded Madonna, me of uh... Is
1: it Madonna and?
2: And uh... oh, no,
1: not that oh, one. Line. Not yeah. that one. <laughs> what?
2: you—you what? No, you reminded me of uh, one that almost crept into my top four, but for for the, um... the borderline. No, 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 no. It was it was David Bowie and uh, Queen. But I thought I didn't want to be too predictable for the audience, oh, so oh, you're going to put it in. I was going to put under pressure in, but I yeah. I, I didn't. They're yeah,
1: two groups. You see, two groups. They're not duets. Oh well, he's he's a solo artist. He is a solo artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that counts. I thought about yeah. that, when went, I that one. Hollywood about that one. Yeah, that's why I left it out. Yeah, he's going to cross the line there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fine Finally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway,
2: on to Nick the Hollywood. They, they, What's on the beat? Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. So my second one, I think I'll choose this and uh, I'll leave the two obvious ones for later. Uh, this was written in uh, Detroit, Michigan, 1968 by Nicholas Ashford and Valerie Simpson. It's been covered by Denise Williams and Johnny Mathis. Um, it's it's a song when I first heard it, I thought I absolutely love it. And it's, um. if, if I was to bottle love and that feeling of love uh, for another person doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, in the biblical sense, it could be in in the, uh, you know, the platonic sense. This this song actually would do it for me. Um, it's by Marvin Gaye and Tommy Terrell. Tommy Terrell um, unfortunately passed away in 1970, should have brain tumour, but it was shortly after this song was written. And it's called You're All I Need to Get By. And that goes in as, as as my uh, my next choice, um, Marvin Gaye obviously taken before his time as well. Um, I just I just really love it. It was under the Motown label, obviously from Detroit. It had a more kind of soulful gospel sort of sound to it instead of the real Motown sound we're used to. And uh, you, you can tell as well that Tammy Terrell is is meaning she's meaning that every word when she sings it, whereas Marvin Gaye seems just a little, a little bit ambivalent when he sings it, and she's kind of trying to squeeze it out of him. Uh, it's almost like my mum singing it to my dad. <laughs> she she was the kind of emotional one, and he was the ones, you know, who would uh, sooner give you a handshake than a hug. So that, that goes in as my second. I can't say anything more about it. I, I really like this one.
0: I didn't i didn't pick up this is one of your four so yeah i can see there's a, a slightly more romantic one in there um this yeah, is it's a great song
3: I, yeah i think it's one of those that i i know but i can't it, right now i'm not i can't think about it i can't think what it is
2: but i'd sing it for you but on, man. On, okay, no, no, fast,
3: man.
2: not a chance
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't oh, i'm that sure alan that alan will
2: yeah. Darren, Darren, you're the singer, and Alan thinks he's the singer. I know I'm
3: not. <laughs> I'll have a listen to it later. I'm sure I'll go. oh, well, of course it is, but I, yeah, can't think right now.
1: Yeah, I'm struggling on this one.
3: Are you? Oh, okay. That's yeah. oh, not just me then. Once, once you hear it, you'll know it. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. This is David's Islands in the stream, isn't it? All over again.
2: Oh, is it? Good it is. How <laughs> Not even that trick is going to make me sing. <laughs> there you go. So
3: you're not getting many comments out of me and Alan, but I'm sure it's brilliant. No. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, sque- it's squeezed. You,
2: you've mentioned a few songs there already, The Pogues and uh, Kirstie McCall, um, Queen and David Bowie. Mm. They, they they were choices that were hovering about, and, and, and I've got a few others written down there, but... Uh, yeah this one had a wee bit more of the gray matter behind it saying right what what, what songs really do stop you in your tracks when you you listen to them and then um, they put a really it's like when i hear jackie wilson your love keeps lifting me higher and higher
1: hmm.
2: instantly doesn't matter what kind of mood i'm in it somehow takes me off the floor and uh equally when i listen to this I just think that there's there's hope for us all and uh you know love love is kind of omnipotent as it were or it's it yeah it's kind of everywhere and uh it'll always be there or thereabouts for you yeah lovely deep deep lads deep
1: deep, deep.
0: Uh, getting a bit cool. getting a bit Got serious here yeah. Yeah.
1: so uh, this is about as serious as it gets yeah okay Augustine Hill after this no, I think we've had quite a few
0: drinks in. I think. Well, I'm going to keep it serious to begin with.
1: <laughs> um, oh, in a glass, but I'm in uh, Coca-Cola land. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this duet, um, the, the the male singer used to be in a in a band, a prog band. Um, his wife gave him uh, an article about a woman who jumped off a or out of a block of flats with her child, killed herself, and the child gave it to her husband and he read it he was totally inspired but heartbroken about it Um, and he used it as a basis for a song Um, but then he what he used then was to to have the lyrics which are multi-layered so he talked about many different influences Um, he did say later on that he'd also seen a, a documentary about unemployment and family life and was just thinking about you know, there's lots of things that go on in our lives, but we've got to try and find a way to to, to get past it. He first approached Dolly Parton, she's come back into it, to be the duet in this song. Um, but at the time, he hadn't really broken it free, uh, very large, so her entourage weren't really going to understand why she would get interested into it, so they didn't. Um, but he did then approach Kate Bush, and this is Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, and the song is yeah. "Don't Give Up." Oh, nice. So, um, a, a, a wonderful song. It actually comes over very dreamy, very romantic. I think Gabriel had to ask his wife's permission that they could cuddle on on the screen. Um, And I think Kate Bush was originally just brought into it just for the acting part, but without remembering how good her voice was and how well they duetted and harmonised together uh, when the song came out. So it was good. Not going to say that was the end of that particular marriage for Gabriel, but um, it was the end of the... uh, They divorced uh, a couple of years later, so it probably didn't help anything on there. Uh, He even said he thought... um, a few years later, he said that five minutes of groping with Kate in front of the world, were perhaps not the best things to do for a dodgy marriage. But I felt I needed to do it. It, <laughs> it was it was part of the 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 video and part of the the film. So uh, that's what they did. Yeah. Look, great song for me. We talk about duets. This was probably the first one that came into my mind. So apologies, one of you was going to try and put this uh, put this in. Mark, apologies. Yeah, that was me. Oh, that's that's. Yes. Yeah.
2: Sorry, us. all of you. Yeah. 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 So, well, I, I, I. Right.
1: so,
2: yeah, so three of us went. So, for it. Wow. Yeah. So, for the benefit of the listener, um, what we do is we, we take our four songs and we put them into David, mm-hmm. and David comes back to say, sorry, lads, or sorry, Mark. <laughs> uh, one of the boys has already chosen that. <laughs> this has to be a first. All four of us yeah. chose that. That is. Um, it, it is it is a first, and, and, and rightly so. This is one of the greatest duets ever yeah oh. without, without a doubt without That's a one doubt of the things i really enjoy about doing this is that
3: like mark just said <laughs> that happens but we don't know the choices until we record do we no no, no. none of us know what's coming up which is why some no we think, don't dad uh... oh, i don't know that one <laughs> I, I could have listened to it yesterday but no
2: we don't know but, yeah yeah this, this, again, can I... I, I remember i um i used to get the you know remember now now albums. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's now 175 or something. This was on the now. <inaudible> that's I what I call music. A, I, tell, I tell you what album this this was on the now eight. All right. That's how bloody old this is and how old <inaudible> we are. This is on the now eight that's album. What I call music eight. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I remember listening to this to, uh, in my granny Hollywoods. I mean, I, 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 it was a place called Aria Road in newry and and sitting listening on my. It wasn't a, a Sony Walkman. I couldn't afford a Sony Walkman. It was a rip off. It, it, it was a lo- it, was, it was a rip off. It was a L L O Y T R O N. Yeah, made yeah. in Taiwan or the R C of China. But this song, I remember playing it over and over again. Just uh, and then seeing the video, of course, it was very, you, you could have sworn they were a couple. Yeah,
1: you, there definitely. was
2: there was a chemistry there, undoubtedly. And wait. Why wouldn't there be? I mean oh. Kate Bush she's um she's one of a kind. It, it, it's it's um Kate Bush I a colleague to Dave Chappell if he's listening. He's a good friend of ours. Um Dave's a massive fan of Kate Bush. We went to see a tribute act to Kate Bush oh, really? at the last Edinburgh fringe before lockdown in I think oh, it was wow. twenty twenty nineteen. She was amazing, absolutely amazing. Even tribute acts to Kate Bush are fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent choice. You've
3: got to be a good singer to do a Kate Bush tribute act, have not you? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, Randy. of course,
1: I've met the lady a few times. Yeah. Well, here did, we go.
0: Did Peter know about that?
1: Of course, knew that. Yeah, but well, me and Peter were okay, then. you good times. Yeah. Yeah, I missed, I've met her a few times. Go on. How oh, more? <laughs> well, I can't say any more than that. Really.
3: <laughs> Was it illicit? Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh no it was all very much out in public and um in the public domain
0: were you, given her uh, no, were you I, giving her I, money
1: money? I, what i should say i served her Oh, <laughs> her oh no. what did you serve her that's that's what we're cash <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you paid for cute bush <laughs> well she, well she wrote the check out and i gave her the money that's how it worked. is that is that how you roll a mutant <laughs> up the Finchley Road that was um she was she lived in Hampstead I, I don't know she probably still was, it, does. was it was
2: it was it was it by the hour or what <laughs> <laughs> so, so who was what was it, was it a, regular, I remember a couple celebrity. of remember a couple of podcasts ago where you, you mentioned that your good lady your 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 wife um oh it was the deck sees midnight oh doors. yeah yeah, holding, so, yeah so she was copping off of him and you were copping off of,
1: uh we were foursome at one stage
2: yeah yeah jesus it's all happening
1: in temby yeah, but... yeah. It's, it's that sort of like well no this was in this is would have been back by like, 1981 82 something like that she used to pop in yeah. quite often the daft thing is you, in those days you had to phone the branch, her branch to get confirmation that you could you know pay out whatever she wanted and um you know but it was it was maybe only like 150 quid but in those days you know a check only guaranteed up to 50 pounds so to phone the branch up and say and they'd say well have you got identification I'd say, well, I know push yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good i know i saw her in concert a few years ago uh, when she did all those dates at, at, yeah. at hammersmith um hammersmith. Oh, I'd like to yeah, that
3: would
1: have been fantastic was yeah, really it good? was, yeah. it was excellent. It was really weird because um, there was an, uh, a power strike when we got into the got into the place, and they said it's going to be delayed. Um, of course, this show goes on for the best part of three hours, and uh, they didn't start till gone nine o'clock, oh. and uh, unfortunately, a lot of people you know had to leave to catch trains and things like yeah, that, that and so people push. were leaving. And every now and again there's people would move down the rows to get sure. close to the state and um and then in the in the end the last song it was going like you know past midnight and cause the last tube trains going out of hammersmith you know back into london they don't run much far after that yeah. and so you just listen to the last song and, and did a runner <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah yeah, but yeah great concert Nice, lovely lady and uh yeah one of my i like like to listen to kate
3: yeah i had a pint at a local once she's down in cornwall now isn't she she's got a house somewhere down in cornwall oh is she and i was i was on a work trip and i was in a pub in cornwall just on my own sitting in the corner for some dinner she wasn't there it's not that exciting but i was chatting (laughs) to the bar staff and they said oh she comes in every thursday for her um cotton chips or whatever it was they said (laughs) yeah
1: I thought, ah, oh, I thought I was there on a Thursday. But... Miss C. Bush. Go on. Catherine. That's out. what No, she that was. That? What? C. Bush. Miss C. Bush.
3: Yeah. Oh.
1: Not okay. Kate. I almost thought Kit was
3: k Yeah. No. What's her real name? Catherine. Catherine.
1: With a C. But Yeah. Or somebody done a really bad job at, with a Bradner plate, David. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. We're getting
0: a, technical now. We are.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Brilliant. With, nice, bud. Good choice. Good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we'll
3: excellent, excellent. One. Yeah,
2: excellent David. Okay.
0: Excellent. Guys, I think we're going to pause it there a minute. I
1: thought we might. <laughs> um, what time is it? 11 o'clock? Yeah, we've done
0: an hour and a bit, haven't we? And we decided to call it uh, an end there to that half of the duets selections. Uh, So end of number 11. Do join us again, please, for episode 12, when we will give our remaining eight duets. Uh, Do check out our Facebook page. There is a link in the show notes for this, together with a link for our Spotify playlist as well, which will include all of the songs that you've heard so far. So this is a goodbye from us all here at the 4Play Podcast. Have a good day.